The epidemic of allegedly unexplained teenage deaths continues to shock us all. A student in Solihull had the jab, suffered blood clots, had a cardiac arrest and died. A 17-year-old girl died less than 24 hours after a jab. A child died in Essex, another died in Leicester and so on. According to the UK government's own figures published on the Expose.uk, child deaths are 52% higher than the five-year average since the jabbing started. And yet, officially, these are all unexplained. There is an epidemic of coincidental deaths. Perfectly healthy children are suddenly dropping dead, and that's something incredibly rare. Tragically, it's now becoming common. And still the authorities deny the link. The mainstream media and the medical establishment, their allegiances bought and paid for, refuse to accept the obvious explanation that those children are being murdered by the unnecessary experimental jab they're being pressured to take. Myocarditis and pericarditis are repeatedly described as minor inconveniences, when in reality they can be deadly and many of those affected will be dead within five years. An important paper published in the Journal of the American Medical Association on the 4th of August 2021 20, reported that myocarditis developed rapidly in younger patients, mostly after the second jab, whereas pericarditis affected older patients after either the first or the second dose. There's talk, of course, predictably, of the underreporting of adverse events, and usually between 1% and 10% are reported, so the figures are much worse than most people think. I've seen a flurry of papers about myocarditis, and it seems that only about two-thirds of patients can expect a complete recovery. Others may die or have long-term problems. Myocarditis is not, as mainstream journalists continue to insist, a mild and easily treatable disorder. The BBC, in particular, has proved itself utterly shameful. Back on the 31st of August, in my video entitled It'll Soon Be Too Late for the Children, I described what I knew was about to happen. I said then that it was as bad as anything that happened in the concentration camps. I've repeatedly called for a halt to the plan to jab children. Time and time again I've proved, beyond any doubt, that these experimental COVID-19 jabs are unnecessary and dangerous. Madame Tussauds, the wax museum in the Waxworks Museum in London, used to have a chamber of horrors. They closed it a few years ago. I'm afraid I think they're going to need to reopen it. My candidates for the old chamber of horrors would have included Jack the Ripper, the Yorkshire Ripper and Haig the Acid Bath Killer. But there'd have been plenty of room for doctors renowned for killing people. Dr Crippin, Dr Buck Ruxton, Dr John Bodkin Adams, who allegedly specialised in killing off elderly folk, and the late Dr Harold Shipman, the needle-happy GP who killed 236 of his patients. None of those was responsible for a fraction of the number of people killed by our new candidates for the Chamber of Horrors. I doubt if even Dr Joseph Mengele, the angel of death, managed to kill as many children as my candidates have helped to kill and will continue to kill. 
I mentioned Mengele in the knowledge, by the way, that I'll be attacked and down-thumbed by a small but surprisingly vocal group of Nazi supporters who wander the internet looking for things to get upset about and always object, if I dare say anything critical, about their beloved Joseph. No one, it seems, is too stupid to be a bigot. Incidentally, and by the by, I also receive racist abuse from Nazis who think I'm Jewish. If I were Jewish, I could report them to the police because their remarks are invariably anti-Semitic and illegal. But I'm not, so I can't, which is curious. Candidates for the new Chamber of Horrors won't be difficult to select. There was no one in the old Chamber of Horrors who could hold a candle to the evil personified by Dr Fauci, Dr Witty and their sidekicks. In my view, Witty and the rest of the UK government's advisers are all worth their place in any Chamber of Horrors. It's a disgrace that mainstream media such as the BBC, Channel 4 and so on, both of the BBC and Channel 4 being little more than government propaganda outlets, has allowed the un unforgivably awful, ignorant publicity hound Devi Shridhar to encourage children to be jabbed and to lie about them, to lie to them about the jabs. Shridhar is infamous among thinking people for stating on BBC television that no children had died from the COVID-19 experimental jab and that those side effects which did occur were mild and easily treated. Presumably she reckons that myocarditis can be treated with one of those magic sponges used by the first aid staff who run onto the pitch during football matches and perform miracles turning the mortally wounded into fit and able players with one squeeze of a sponge and the promise of a couple of aspirin tablets later. Myocarditis and pericarditis and clots and strokes and blindness are not minor side effects to be dismissed, and nor indeed is death. Dr Harold Shipman's record looks positively anemic against the total which I believe we will eventually be able to lay at the door of witty Fauci and Shridhar. Then there are the politicians who deserve to be in the new chamber of horrors. We wouldn't be able to cram in all the dirty-dealing politicians who deserve their place in history. But in the UK, the truly awful Johnson, Hancock and so on deserve a cage of their own. Biden and Johnson are essential. And no chamber of horrors would be ready for public view without dummies representing the uniquely awful Trudeau and the pathetic little Macron and that woman from New Zealand the one who seems to be chums with Bill Gates. Everyone from Australia who holds any sort of official position in the government or administration needs to be in there. Isn't it strange how the old Commonwealth countries now appear to be the most repressive? We can perhaps thank the influence of the Crown for this. Queen Elizabeth, Charles and William have betrayed everyone and sold us out for a seat at the table when the world's carved up into profitable fiefdoms. And there has to be a spot in the Chamber of Horrors for media doctors who either knew the truth but didn't want to annoy employers who didn't want them sharing it or who simply didn't bother to do any research of their own and just recited the garbage they were fed without a thought for the deaths they were causing. I've lost count of the number of journalists and media doctors who simply recited the lies they were given. They'll all be lined up at the trial Nuremberg Mark II, alongside the doctors, nurses and others who've been jabbing the innocent and the unwary with an experimental toxic brew that only has temporary approval. 
will also need a special annex for media institutions such as the BBC, ITV, Channel 4 and Sky, all of which betrayed their viewers and listeners, and another special annex for newspapers such as The Guardian and The Daily Mail, which weren't content to publish lies but also felt the need to denigrate those telling the truth. And there'd be room for a few celebrities. Clooney deserves a spot for suggesting that those wise enough to refuse the, the jab should be jabbed anyway. And of course, we'll have to cram in the entire staffs of YouTube, Google, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Wikipedia, all of whom prove themselves to be true and faithful servants of the evil manipulators determined to force Agenda 21, the Great Reset, and a world government upon an unwilling world. I wonder how many of the rank and file at those wretched companies realise that they too are doomed if the evil ones succeed in winning this war. I first warned about mandatory vaccinations in March 2020. It was clear then, over 18 months ago, that the COVID-19 hoax was going to lead us into a compulsory programme of injections, though it wasn't clear then that the jabs would not be traditional vaccines. It was also clear then, in March 2020, that COVID-19 was just the rebranded flu. The figures subsequently proved this conclusively. On the 4th of December 2020, nearly a year now, in a video entitled Vital Information about the COVID-19 Vaccine, I reported that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, massive investors in the vaccine industry, had given the UK's regulators, the MHRA, £980,000. Coincidentally, the UK became one of the first countries in the world to authorise the use of these jabs. It was nearly a year ago that Matt Hancock, the disgraceful, but not, that then, not yet then publicly disgraced, minister responsible for Covid, warned that people might not be allowed to enter cinemas or watch football matches if they didn't agree to be jabbed. It was the first official warning that vaccine passports would be introduced and that huge swathes of the population would be disenfranchised. A few days after that video on the 4th of December, a few days later, on the 8th of December 2020, I made a video listing the side effects which were already known to be associated with these jabs. Transverse myelitis, convulsions, strokes, heart attacks, myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clots and so on. Take a look at that video entitled COVID-19 Vaccine Possible Vaccine Side Effects. It was first shown on the 8th of December 2020. Fauci and Witty and the medical establishment knew then what the jabs would do. And they knew the adverse events were not rare. No one can possibly say they weren't aware. In early December 2020, Ten months ago, I described the jabbing as the biggest experiment in history and largely unregulated. The politicians sneered, the journalists sneered, and the medical establishment sneered, and they were all wrong. On the 9th of June 2021, I made a video entitled Lies on the BBC Will Result in Children Dying. Back on the 13th of March, I made a video entitled COVID-19 Vaccines Are Weapons of Mass Destruction and could wipe out the human race. Look at what's happening now. Children are dying at school and at home. The deaths are all listed as sudden with no known cause. 
The authorities still not dare not admit it, of course, but they're involved in a huge genocidal programme. Politicians, advisers, doctors, nurses and journalists are involved in a deliberate programme of child slaughter. One of the few growth industries in the world is now the provision of bereavement counselling to children, parents and school teachers. The BBC, that repository of Covid absurdity, has reported that there have been calls to have defibrillators fitted in all schools because of the unusual epidemic of sudden death among previously healthy children. It must be difficult for the authorities and the medical establishment to continue trying to hold a dam against the continuous flood of information proving that they are wrong and we are right. It must be a struggle for some of those halfwits to have to continue selling a plague that never was. Even establishment doctors now agree that most people now have immunity to COVID-19 and that any virus which existed will now be weaker. The evil ones persist with the lies and the misinformation about COVID-19 in order to provide some cover, some excuse for the number of people dying from the jabs. Long COVID, of course, is an everlasting excuse for the side effects resulting for the, from all the jabbing. And having demoralised and weakened nations with their absurd policies of mask-wearing, social distancing and jabbing, they're now working hard to flog jabs to protect us against the flu. No one in the medical establishment seems to care that the attenuated live virus used in the nasal flu vaccine now being offered to children can become live and kill off elderly folk weakened by Covid jabs and by absurd and indefensible governmental rules and regulations and by months deprived of sunshine by lockdowns. Just what havoc the attenuated live virus will wreak on the parents and grandparents who've been given the experimental Covid-19 jab is too awful to contemplate. There will be many more unexpected deaths in the next few months among both young and old as the genocide gets underway with a vengeance. On the 2nd of February, I recorded a video entitled Doctors and Nurses Giving the Covid-19 Vaccine Will Be Tried as War Criminals. On March the 13th, 2021, I recorded a video, remember, entitled Covid-19 Vaccines Are Weapons of Mass Destruction and Could Wipe Out the Human Race. That was in March. On the 20th of April this year, I made a video simply entitled A Syringe Full of Death. And still the abuse kept coming from mainstream media and from trolls on social media. But the medical profession, the politicians and the journalists ignored the evidence, denied the facts, suppressed the truth, demonised the truth-tellers and pushed and bullied millions into accepting a dangerous experimental jab that didn't do what everyone was told it did and wasn't necessary anyway. Over the last 20 months I've been lied about and libelled more times than I can count, often by people who should have known better. My reputation has been trashed and my career has been destroyed. It's been painful, damaging and expensive, but I like to think I'd do it all again, because never in history has there been a crime of this magnitude no chamber of horrors will be big enough to hold the armies of liars and deceivers who will in due course be punished as enemies of mankind. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair.
Please subscribe to my channel on Brand YouTube and spread my videos about on other platforms. Thanks as always to Mohammed Butt and Brand YouTube for providing the platform. For the record, this channel has not been monetized. None of my videos ever has been. No ads, no sponsors and no requests for funds on my videos or my websites. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr. Colin Barron's amazing videos, which are always pertinent and always entertaining. Read the lightpaper.co.uk and visit awakenpages.co.uk and standinthepark.org. All the links available in the description box below. Please visit my websites vernoncolman.com and vernoncolman.org. You can find free books on both sites. Finally, though it may feel like it at times, please remember, you're not alone. More and more people are waking up and once they wake, they don't go back to sleep. If we're going to win this war, then we have to fight with passion, with determination and with the truth. Distrust the government, avoid mass media and fight the lies. And thank you for watching an old man in a chair.